What's going on, everybody out in terrestrial land? We are back here with another episode of D-Dome Sports. It has been a while. I apologize for that. I'm a very busy man. My work schedule just does not cooperate with with me and this podcasting thing at, at times. And summertime is just tough, so... Just leave it at that. But uh, for this episode, we're going to look at previewing the NFL this this upcoming season. We're going to do the NFC first this week. Next week will be the AFC. And then, you know, my, you know, playoff and Super Bowl picks and and whatnot. But you'll probably be able to guess just off of when we go through each division, each team and their records. Just uh, we're gonna. You'll be able to. You'll be able to figure out who will, who will be in the playoffs and who will not be in the playoffs. Let's just say that. So let's go into it. Um, for first division, we're gonna look at the NFC West. And for those that have forgotten, your NFC West is the Seattle Seahawks. The Arizona Cardinals, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Los Angeles Rams. So this upcoming season, probably the biggest thing that happened in this division is that the Rams traded Jared Goff to Detroit for Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is now the Rams quarterback. So, I mean... All experts and everything going in, you know, going or are saying that's an upgrade. Um, I'd say it's a slight upgrade. I think um, the love against Jared Goff maybe just a bit too harsh. I would say maybe. I mean, the guy did take them to a Super Bowl, so I, you know, again, the defense was big for them during that run, but. You have to give credit where credit is due. Where Jared Goff and I believe it was that was his rookie season too, where he took him to the to the uh, to the Super Bowl. So I I think I'm I'm inclined to believe that they might have uh, uh, jumped the gun and got rid of him a little too soon. But Matthew Stafford is an, an established veteran quarterback who's been, you know, been through the wars and everything and has thrown for a lot of yards. Uh, mostly, I would say, with Calvin Johnson as his main recipient. Since Calvin Johnson retired, uh, Matthew Stafford, I mean, he's been, he's been good, but he hasn't led them to any win, you know, to, to the playoffs or anything, so... That that's my analysis there, but I do think that with the weapons that he has at his disposal in Los Angeles, he should he should work out fine with that. So, and I would say probably the other big move in that division is the Forty ers drafting Trey Lance in the first round. I think all things. Uh, considered that I, I still think Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting quarterback there, and I think they're going to uh, 
break in Trey Lance as, as you know fairly slowly and not rush him into the starting position quarterback position too soon so but it's something to watch and so for for the for my uh, predictions I, you know I just went through each team you know their their the moves that they made you know in getting rid of players bringing in players and just yeah just looking at the rosters and I I I went through each game and just made my prediction that way I went through each game whether it was a win loss whatever and went and I just went with that you know it's, no, 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 my, no, nothing too scientific. So, as we look at each team, I have, and with it, I'm going to give you the uh, the Vegas odds for over and under uh, win totals, which will give you a little bit more of a perspective of you know just. Just how I came about with these win totals and whatnot. So. I have, for the NFC West, I have the Rams and Seattle both having 12 wins. They're going to go 12 and 5. There's an extra game this year, so there's 17 games. So the win, your, your win and loss total will equal 17. So I have the Rams winning the division with Seattle as going to be the probably the top wild card in the NFC. They're both going to be 12 and 5. And yeah, you know, I just looked it seems that the West has a fairly uh easy schedule for them, you know, as I went through this because you know, I have the Rams at Seattle at 12 and 5. I have Arizona just missing actually I have them just barely making the playoffs as a as the tiebreaker with another team that uh you'll you'll see in the the next uh division I do but uh Arizona makes it as the last wild card this this year there's going to be seven playoff teams so your top division winner gets the bye then your division winners will play the three wild cards. The other three division winners will play the three wild cards. So, so I guess this for this season, and then maybe going forward, there's an extra wild card team. Just look at it that way, and Arizona will be that team this year at nine and eight, and San Francisco will finish eight and nine, just out of the playoff hunt. Um. The Vegas odds for each team in comparison, uh, the Rams are at 10.5 wins over and under, so I went over. Seattle had 10, I went over there. Arizona was 8.5, I went over on their total. And then San Francisco, their win total for Vegas over under was 10.5 as well with the Rams, but just not as high on the uh, on the 49ers this year looking at their <clears throat> their roster I, I get they have a pretty good defense that's comparable to probably uh, the Rams um but offensively um it's you know George Kittle's a good tight end 
um, you know, upper echelon. But uh, your skill, you know, your wide receivers are Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk had a breakout year last last season. Can he be better? Maybe. Uh, could Debo Samuel be better? Uh, Debo Samuel has to not be injured, basically. For for San Francisco, I would have to say for that win total of ten and a half to match up or even go higher, and and be a division winning contender in that division, I'm I'm not seeing what Vegas sees. Just I don't, and I think honestly, midway through the season, you're probably going to have to make the decision between Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance because you have your first round pick just sitting there. On the sidelines, watching, making uh, whatever whatever he he signed for in his contract. Um, <clears throat> I think they got a rookie value. Some I know, salary cap things complicated, but uh, that's a lot of money that's going to be sitting there on the sidelines doing nothing, sitting holding the clipboard. So they're I think they're going to have the dilemma midway through the season. Do we start Trey Lance and do we bench Jimmy Garoppolo? Um, uh, for that ten and a half wins to come to fruition for Vegas, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to have a hell of a year. Uh, I mean, and they have a running back by committee deal going on. I, I compared to Seattle and Red, I just don't see it. Don't see it. And I think Arizona's improved too. So. So that's the, my NFC West. You got the Rams winning the division with Seattle as the wild, top wild card and Arizona squeaks in. The next division, NFC South. Obviously, you, know, you have... It's Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina, Tampa Bay. Uh, I got the I got the Super Bowl champs as the division winner here. Tampa Bay. I have them going fourteen and three, and I have and Vegas. Vegas had them at uh, over under twelve wins, so I have them going well over the that number. I I mean. Honestly, I think Tampa Bay even improved their roster this offseason. They just about brought everybody back. I can't even really think of anybody they lost of any significance. Um, and then they, they wound up drafting very well. So I I think they're just going to roll. They're just, <laughs> Tom Brady's just going to have another hell of a year. Um and I'm, honestly, I would say probably by with with three weeks left in the season, they're probably going to be in coast mode, you know, having to make the decision of when you know when when to sit everybody and 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 stuff. So that's what I see there. Um, I have Carolina at nine and eight as second second place, and they just. They just miss out on the wild card due to the fact that they play Arizona, and I have Arizona winning that game. That's why they don't make the playoffs. But uh, their Vegas win total has them at seven and a half. So honestly, I would say Carolina for me 
with the addition of Sam Darnold as a, as their quarterback, um, and with Christian McCaffrey being fully healthy. Yeah, I just I think that they're going to probably in the NFC be uh, one of the most improved teams. Um, I think they got a good defense, and I, I mean, I'm quite honestly, I would say that you know, for them to talk about contention, I'd say you would talk about next year them taking the big the big step. But I mean, I think the sched- the schedule that they have this year gives them a at least a a, real, a a decent shot at making the last wild card, which would put them as being one of the most improved teams in 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 the NFC and even in football. So that's my take on them. Uh Atlanta will be eight and nine. Uh they'll just they'll finish just just out of the race. Uh and there Vegas has them at uh over under seven and a half. Um Atlanta they lost Julio. They brought in Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts from all everything I, I've read and everything I've seen, he's um what they call a uh multi-generational talent. Whether that plays out, we'll see. But you know, Matt Ryan gets a, 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 a you know a first real legit you know tight end to target since Tony Gonzalez. Now they lost Julio. You know they still have Calvin Ridley on the outside. Can somebody else step up and give them maybe like a one-two punch on the outside? Well, that's we'll have to see. Um, me, you know, my thinking on them just finishing outside, I, I just really didn't see them improve much defensively. And last year they were a sieve. So I think it's going to be more of the same defensively for them. I think, it, you know, they're going to be in games, but I mean, they're going to wind up giving up a lot of points. And uh, that's why I just don't see them. Uh, finishing in the wild card hunt. <clears throat> and then finally, New Orleans. I have them at 5-12. and 12. Now, that could be a very, very under, understatement. You know, you know, Drew Brees is gone. Jameis Winston's quarterback. That's, I mean, Jameis Winston is a veteran. He has played a few years in the league. Some of them years were not so great. He tended to be an interception machine. You know, I'm going to guess he's got a better offensive line to work with. Um, I do know that, you know, going into the offseason, the Saints were one of the worst teams salary cap-wise, and I'm not sure that they really did much to improve on that. I mean, I know they're, they got themselves under the cap somehow, but, you know, some team in that division is going to have to finish last. And the fact that there's no Drew Brees, the fact that the first at least five or six games, there's no Michael Thomas, uh, it's going to be a very uphill battle. And they lost Jared Cook 
as a tight end. So I, I, I think they're going to struggle and they're going to struggle mightily. So there's, and the, the Vegas over under for their win total was nine, which I think was ultra generous. I know that I want to, I don't know what Vegas sees, honestly. I mean, I guess they have a good D. I guess that seems, yeah, I guess they're maybe seeing that Jameis Winston can be, can, can be a steady quarterback for them, but you got to show it. You got to show me it. I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bet on that. So next division, the NFC North. Let me recap the South there. You know, Tampa Bay obviously has the division and they're going to be the number one seed with the bye, uh, with the new playoff format. So the NFC North. That's where you have Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota, and Green Bay. It's your uh, classic uh, old-school division of the old-school teams. So for this division, I have... Excuse me, Larry. We're going to start from the bottom this time and go up. Uh, so for, you know, last place, it's your perennial last place team in this division. Not a shock. It's going to be Detroit. I have them at four and 13. I just, I just don't see any, many skill play. I, they got DeAndre Swift. They lost Kenny Galladay. Um, I think they also lost Marvin Jones. I don't, I, I can't remember if he stayed or not. Have to look at that, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, it looks like Marvin Jones isn't there either, so I mean, I think their top wide receivers, Tyrell Williams. I mean, who was a charger? Um, I uh, oof. that 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 nothing about their receiving core you know, scares me. And they got Jared Goff, who you know everybody says is a downgrade. Not so sure, but. You know, when he's not going to have, you know, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and the like to throw to over Detroit. And, and I, I don't I don't believe their offensive line's that, that wonderful either. I just I just think they're going to struggle. It's 4-13, and Vegas seems to agree there. You know, the line for their over-under this year is 4.5. So, I mean... Seems right along with what Vegas was thinking. Um, next, from the bottom up, will be the Bears at six and eleven. Um, they 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 drafted Justin Fields. Um, it looks like they're going to roll with Andy Dalton as the starter for now. But you know, I have them at six and eleven. So you got to think midway through the season, 
you know, Justin Fields is going to wind up being the starter before the end of the season's over. Um, Vegas has him at seven and a half. Uh, just going, I mean, I went through their schedule and just, I didn't see too many games that, that popped out as winnable games for them. I just, then it doesn't. Their schedule does not look good, and honestly, I think I, I think the NFC North had one of the tougher schedules, along with uh, you know, <clears throat> the South and and the East that you'll see. But um, so they'll be at six and eleven. Vegas has has them at seven and a half, so I have them under what Vegas thinks. Um, they're another team where I yeah I I couldn't yeah. They got a decent running back, um, kind of a workhorse. But I mean, I, it's not like he he has he doesn't really break, you know, break out of. He didn't have the breakaway speed that you look at. You know, the elite running back. You know, elite running backs. You know, you give them a big hole and then they make a move and they're gone. And Montgomery seems to be one of those guys that that you know. Like he'll get he gets hit a lot and but he and you know he'll drag the pile along with him. He's just you know just a grinder. Um and then, you know, the wide receiving core, I mean, they got a lot of guys with with speed. They're just not that established other than Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson's a good wide receiver. He's been a pro bowler. Um there uh the other guy, Mooney, is gonna have to step up. Darnell Mooney, he's got to, Speed galore, you know he's got to be able to you know take away from uh, the double teams that Allen Robinson's going to see. So uh, Minnesota, they're going to finish ten and seven. They'll be in the wild card. Um, and Vegas has them at nine wins, so I have them going one over Vegas. Uh, yeah, that. They're just gonna they're gonna be a you know a good team. They're just not gonna win the division. They're just you know they're gonna be a good team. They're gonna make the playoffs and they'll be one and done. Um, it's Kirk Cousins still is the quarterback. Uh, he still has Justin Jefferson to throw to. Uh, they have a good uh, running back core with uh, Cook and Madison. I just think they're. Uh, their defense should be improved. It's just, you know, I don't think they just, I don't think they improved enough to be able to leapfrog Green Bay, even with all of Green Bay's problems, you know, in the offseason and whatnot. Some of which I think were might have been a bit, you know, a little far-fetched, but what, yeah, which leads us right to Green Bay. I went through this guy, I, I don't see... Too many losses on their on their schedule. To be honest, I, I think they're going to go thirteen and four. Vegas has them at ten wins, but you know, I, again, I went through their schedule and it seems to be, it seems like they're going to walk through through uh, the division and most of the schedule, and they're going to finish a game out of uh, the top seed. So I have. Have them at thirteen and four, even with all of the uh, Aaron Rodgers controversy. 
you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's talk to Aaron Jones on my walk. He's back. Uh, just, it's basically the same offense. All the same players. So, uh, best offense in the division. And the defense improved. So, well, there's not much more you can say. They're going to win that division going away easily. And they're going to be a contender in the NFC. You know, they're going to be the number two seed. Well, now we're into the East. My, you know, my favorite division, my team's in it. Most of my friends have teams in this division, so it's a lot of smack talk back and forth. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go bottom up again, just to be a little different. Be, be be different than from the first two. So bottom team is gonna be the Giants. Now I honestly think that the Giants improve their roster. You know, Barkley's gonna should should be a hundred percent. Um. They brought in Kenny Galladay, who's an upgraded wide receiver. So the whole wide receiving core now is upgraded. So really, now there's no excuse for Daniel Jones not to be good. He's got weapons now. It's just a matter now of can he bring it together. And quite honestly, they didn't really address their biggest need, which was offensive line. Like, they they really did not address it, and I think that's gonna that's gonna burn them. You know, if you can't protect their quarterback, your quarterback's gonna end up being on his back, and it's not how a good uh, NFL team operates. So, and I and I I do think they they made a, some defensive improvements, but I don't think it's gonna be enough to for them to overcome. And I mean, largely, you could say, for the most part, every team in this division is improved off of last year. And that being said, I think the other three teams just made more improvements than what the Giants did. So, I have the Giants at five and twelve. Uh, Vegas has them over under seven. I went with the under. <laughs> yeah, I just the, the schedule did not look good. Um, maybe, maybe there, there, there's two other wins in there. I, I, I didn't see it though. So next up, it's going to be Philly. Uh, and it's not saying that Philly is the, you know, the, the third best team in the division, which they probably are though. Um, it's just too many questions. Yeah. Too many questions at quarterback. Yeah. I mean. Is Jalen Hurts the guy? Uh, they brought in Joe Flacco to be his backup. Then, just a week ago, they brought in Gardner Minshew, which tells me, which has me asking a lot of questions. Like, um, is Joe Flacco, or do, do they have enough confidence in Joe Flacco to be the backup? Um, are they that confident in Jalen Hurts? Minshew 
started a lot of games the last two years for the Jaguars. And, you know, you know, didn't have the greatest record, but, I mean, he, he, he was a viable quarterback the last two years. So, I don't know. I don't know what that means. You know, they improved at the wide receiving core with Devontae Smith, which is said to have made Jalen Rager improve in the offseason, and now he's improved. Now, Arcega Whiteside's improved. I, I got to see it in real games, not preseason. And I take no stock in preseason games whatsoever. I just don't. And then on the practice field, yeah, you could be great on the practice field, but you're not wearing pads. So show me, show me on Sundays. And that it's sad to say that, yeah, this is my team. But I, that's that's my mindset. Uh, after going going after what I saw last season, last season was a debacle, straight up debacle. Um, mismanaged, up you know from from the front office on down. It was just a shit show, and so we'll you know we'll see. Supposedly the I mean supposedly the defense has improved. Uh, I don't know. What I'm guessing is, you know, all of their starting players, you know, their, your starters, that's a decent, that's a decent lot. But if any of them get injured, what they have to replace them is just nothing to speak about. And that is where you see it in preseason. And you also a defense that was a sieve. They, they made Mac Jones look like Tom Brady. Which will be discussed more next week. Trust me on that. So, but I have, I do have Philly. The record, I have them in eight and nine, and I think that's very generous. Um, one game out of the wild card because um, their over under for Vegas was six and a half. Um, and I know when I first saw that number at six and a half, I was thinking ah, they could easily go seven and ten. You know. But just looking at the the, the schedule, uh, it came out to eight and nine somehow. So I mean, I would say, you know, as an as a fan, you you should you should probably at least take that going off of what happened last year. You know, that means they're, they're on the way up and improving. And see, you know, and then you'll see, you know, through the next off season and then draft or whatever, see if they could take the next step up. That's what you got to hope for. So, uh, next up, Washington Redskins, or the one, yeah, the Washington. I keep wanting to call them the Redskins. I can't call them the Washington football team. I just can't. And then, then seeing the list of names potentially for them, nothing, nothing moves the needle for me on that regard. But, anyways, Washington, I have them in eight and nine. With you know, and the Vegas has them over under eight and a half, so right along kind of with Vegas in that regard. Uh, just, I just don't know how much of a improvement Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be over Alex Smith, who well Dwayne Haskins slash Alex Smith, uh, but I mean. Their defense is probably the best defense in the division. Uh, 
which will get you, you know, with Ryan Fitzpatrick as the quarterback, I guess you're thinking that he's not going to need to win as many games because the defense is going to be that good. So, and then, you know, that makes you basically a 500 team anyway when when you just go right to it if you have that philosophy. So, Washington, they'll finish 8-9. They'll be a out-of-the-wildcard picture. Finally, your division winner in the NFC East, as much as I hate, truly hate to say this, but it's going to be Dallas. With Dak Prescott back, they improved their defense with Micah Parsons. Um, they just did. They just got the best weapons offensively in the division. Zeke Elliott, C.D. Lamb, Mari Cooper, and Dak Prescott. Um, they they rightfully should win the division. Probably with not that much of a struggle. And I have them at 12 and 5. Vegas has them at over under 9. So really I kind of have have them as them in Green Bay as probably the uh the you know the biggest uh win disparity uh as opposed to what Vegas has got them. So So to recap, your division winners are going to be the Rams. Tampa Bay, Green Bay, and Dallas, with Tampa Bay being your bye. And you'll have you will have Green Bay facing Arizona in the first wild card. Uh, the Rams facing Minnesota, and then Dallas playing Seattle. Kind of think Seattle's going to be Dallas there. Um, and so you'll have Seattle beating Dallas, Green Bay will beat Arizona, and the Rams will beat Minnesota. So you'll be looking at Tampa Bay, Seattle in the uh, divisional round. That's going to be a good game. And then Green Bay and the Rams, another good game. And right now I have uh, Tampa Bay meeting Green Bay in the NFC Championship with Tampa Bay winning. Looking to go for the repeat. Uh, Some other things to look for. Again, I have Carolina as the most approved team in the the conference uh, with uh, Sam Darnold as your most approved player. I think I, I just think uh, Sam Darnold's gonna have a good year. He's out of New York. He's in Carolina. Yeah, Carolina's not a kind of it's more of a laid back, uh, you know, vibe as far as the fans and the pressure and everything. And he's got familiarity with Robbie Anderson, uh, another good receiver in DJ Moore. I mean, they're, they're prob- that's probably gonna be. Your most underrated uh, receiving core will be down in Carolina, <clears throat> and I think I think Sam Darnold is going to have a good year. And your most disappointing team will be San Francisco. Again, I 
just based off of what the Vegas numbers are and what they're what they that they put out there, I I don't see, I just don't see the Forty ers going living up to that. I just I I don't. And your rookie of the year in the NFC is going to be Kyle Pitts. And I, I think it'll play out that he's he's going to wind up. He'll probably catch over a hundred balls. You know, be the one of the top tight ends in in the in the conference. So that's my NFC preview for you. You want to debate me? Call me up and whatever. I'm sure there's going to be some debating with some of that. But yeah, I literally went through each team, looked at the schedule, went through each game, and. Yeah, you know, that's why I came up with. Yeah, I don't. I don't think too many. Uh, too many uh, podcast people are doing that. <laughs> now to switch things up. Uh, next week will be my AFC preview, which will then go into the Super Bowl. You know, Super Bowl playoff picks, whatever. Uh, so here we go. Uh, this is the final. This is basically the, the the final big week in the PGA. Um, this is your tour championship. Might as well call it a fifth major because you have your you literally have your top thirty golfers going at it with a weird little format where, as far as the FedEx playoff positioning, uh, the guy that's in first place right now, Patrick Cantlay, literally has a two stroke lead. Going right out the gate. And then it goes, you know, down the list. So you kind of had to make your picks off of that. And maybe even, you know, what, who, who has done what the last week, two weeks in these FedEx playoffs format. So judging off of that, and then, you know, in DraftKings of FanDuel, whatever the dollar values are, because you still have a salary cap to manage. I had to make my picks that way, and this is what I came up with. So you can, you know, take my picks now, and then you go back to the podcast, my first original podcast, where I gave you advice on picking players for DraftKings and FanDuel. Go off of that. Maybe you win some money this weekend. I'm hoping to, anyway. So it's the tour championship, and it's at uh, East Lake Country Club. I think it's, the, I think basically they've been saying this has been here for at this course. The tour championship has been at this course, and has been the final World Golf uh, FedEx Cup playoff event the last four years. It going this way, so. For DraftKings. My top player is Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, Could have had Cantlay, but I think Cantlay was at thirteen thousand. DeChambeau's at twelve thousand three hundred. I, I had to. I had <clears throat> just for just for dollar value sake and and for picking a you know a decent lineup behind it. I had to go down to DeChambeau, who was last week's runner up to Cantlay. So I got a hunch. Even though he's not starting out, you know, with a 
an advantage. I just got, I, I got a weird feeling that he's going to shoot low, low numbers and he's going to be a birdie machine. Maybe even, you know, throwing a few eagles too because of his length. I just think he's he's on a roll right now, and you got to roll with him when he's in that that mindset. Second player, Rory McIlroy, at nine thousand three hundred. Kind of another hunch pick for me. Um, just got a feeling that he's he, he's going to throw up some some low numbers, and I mean, and especially at at that dollar amount, nine thousand three hundred. He's really going to be hard to pass up, <clears throat> um, especially at that price. Three, Xander Shoffley, eight thousand nine hundred on DraftKings. He's your gold medal winner. Uh, he had a good first two rounds uh, last week at the BMW, and then he kind of just you know fell off a little bit. He loves this course, though. His last three times playing this course. Finished second, tied for second, tied for seventh. Course familiarity is big with me. You'll know that in my uh, previous uh, podcast when I'm doing these uh, golf picks. And for him, at, at, especially at that price, 8900 I mean, I couldn't pass him up. Fourth player, Sung J M at 7,300. He finished third last week at the BMW. So yeah, I'm, again, another guy who can who can if he's on a roll, he he, he will throw up really low numbers. And it's, and at that price, I mean, I you gotta you gotta you gotta at least you know take a flyer on him. Number five, Scotty Scheffler at 6,800. Finished fifth last year here at East Lake. So again, another guy that that's familiar with this course. Um, it was his debut last year, so he, you know that's the only thing you got to roll with. It's one tournament, but I mean he finished fifth. So at six thousand eight hundred, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take the leap on that. And then sixth last player, Sergio Garcia at five thousand four hundred. Finished sixth at the BMW last week. That tells me he's playing well, and he's he's starting. I think he's going to start off in the middle of the pack, not necessarily starting off at you know thirty or anything. He's starting off in the you know in the teens. So I think I want to say thirteen or fourteen, something like that. So again, a guy you know if he gets hot, he'll make up some. He'll he'll leapfrog over some guys, and I just I. I had to roll with him there. Now we switch it over to FanDuel. It'll be a similar lineup in FanDuel. Uh, it'll only be a, a couple different players just because of dollar amounts. So in FanDuel, my first player was Patrick Cantlay. He's the guy who won the BMW last week. So he starts this week. So he starts the Tour Championship here this week with a two-shot lead over everybody. Whether you know whether that that translates to a win, whatever. But I th- I got to think that uh, you know the way he's playing, he he should he should be you know right in the hunt at the end. 
two, Bryson DeChambeau, off of what I said, he, he had 12,600. Because I went with those two guys, though, didn't really have a shot at, uh, at like, uh, Shoffley or McElroy or DJ. So I had to go with some um, middle-of-the-road guys. So you're going to hear some familiar names. <laughs> the only other guy that's different from DraftKings now going forward is Victor Hovland at 9,600. He's, he's kind of a hunch pick, really. And honestly, after, you know, going through, you know, after pack, picking Cantlay and then after picking DeChambeau and then picking the other guys, he wound up being my last pick. And at that, the range of, you know, the, at that dollar amount range, he was really the best player available. Uh, the other, the other two guys, the other two or three guys that I could have picked, just didn't really appeal to me. So, and then at my bottom three are Sung J M, Scotty Scheffler, Sergio Garcia, and I, you know, it, it just it played out that those were the three best guys at those do, those dollar ranges for Fanduel, and so that's. <clears throat> those are my picks for the tour championship you know you can use that and or you can you know divert away from it if you want it's up to you these are just you know who i'm picking and suggesting could do very well this week there are others you know honestly you know dj the defending champion of the world golf uh playoff format FedEx Cup he's he's he certainly is a guy they look at uh Spieth Thomas all those guys any of those guys yeah anybody I'm I'm foreseeing somebody in that realm other than Cantlay is going to wind up just having a you know the weekend of their lives and just and and and, and take the cup going home <clears throat> I, I just bet that it was DeShambo. Could be somebody else, but that'll conclude my podcast for this week. Again, next week we're going to go through the AFC. Maybe throw in some other stuff. Uh, could be maybe a Ryder Cup preview. Not sure when that's going to go off. I'll, I'll have to look into that. But uh, look for me, though, coming up next Thursday on Bump and Run may just show up on their podcast Pete and Scotty's so look out for me there but uh, thanks for listening and I'll see you next time